This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults. My name is Glenn King. I am a porn director and porn producer. Been doing it for about 18 years. And I'm here to bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious, interviewing some of the best and brightest and hottest people in the adult entertainment industry. Before we get started, a couple things that I want to mention. Number one, my co-host, Jim Williams, is in the hospital today. He's got some sort of emergency ailment, and I want everybody out there to please give him a thought or a prayer or a mental shout-out. Good vibes help. And secondly, I want to mention, this is a little bit unusual for me, but we're going to uh, go completely off topic. Uh, there is a new book out by the great author M.K. Gibson. The book is called Villain's Deception, and it is book three in the Shadow Master series, uh, MK is a tremendous author. I love the Shadow Master series. He he's um, it's about a villain, and it's hilarious. So it's kind of like a I don't know Darth Vader rules the world type thing, but uh, great books. And in the new book, Shadow Master Villains Deception, they actually mention me and my website meanbitches.com. So giving a shout out back, I promise you, if you try this series out, you will love it. Now. Let's get down to business here. I'm going to go off on a rant here for a moment, so bear with me, people. It gets to a point. A few days ago, somebody asked me on my Curious Cat, that's where people can ask me questions and answers, they said, why do we call adult talent models sometimes instead of performers? And my answer was, that's how the industry started out. Back in the 70s and 80s, uh, females would apply to a modeling agency, and World Modeling was kind of the, the most famous. They had a big sign-up on Van Nuys Boulevard uh, in Los Angeles and an advertisement that said figure modeling. So then beautiful women would apply there, and most of the time they would get print model opportunities, uh, like magazines. And then, in many cases, they would go on from doing magazines to doing porn. And if you look at the boom portion of our industry, the 70s and 80s, what happened was we as an industry discovered amazing women who were stunningly beautiful, whom if you if you pass them in the grocery store or on the street or whatever, you would turn your head and stare. They really stood out in a crowd. I'm talking about people like Marilyn Chambers, who was actually a model who did uh, ivory soap commercials before she got into porn. 
people like Ginger Lynn, Christy Canyon, Vanessa Del Rio. Remember the vivid girls from the 90s who were absolutely stunning Barbie dolls. But then we as an industry kind of strayed from the philosophy of finding these incredible women. And it cost us. And kind of what happened was a lot of the production companies just found it was cheaper and easier and quicker to just go out and find an 18-year-old who was you know, fresh off running away from her home in Iowa and just film some kind of teen runaway video. And there's a market for it, so I'm not complaining. But the problem is, is that now we're in this, this time where porn is so prevalent. It's available everywhere. It's on tube sites. It's just so easy to find. And a lot of the production companies aren't making the kind of money that they once did. And so they complain, well, it's because porn is free in so many areas. But but part of the reality is, is that we did it to ourselves because porn has started to look all alike. Every scene kind of looks like the scene before. So, of course, somebody will just take it for free instead of paying for what's new. And that brings me to my guest here today, because we have to try to find as an industry, we have to go back to finding women who stand out in a crowd. We need to find women who are models, who are potentially models, who have beautiful, stunning faces and curves and bodies and just people who you look at, women who you look at and go, that girl is out of my league. She is just amazingly dreamy and I just want to stand and stare and slobber and drool. And that is why I have found somebody for you guys who is an up-and-comer in the industry who is stunningly beautiful and who if you saw, so everybody's going to go look her up, you will stop and stare and drool. And that lady is Amber Alina. How's that for an intro? You like that? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good. All right. Did I pronounce your name correctly? You did. Amber yeah. Alina. It's great. Very good. You can okay. just call me Amber. Amber. Hi, Amber. All right. So we're going to sort of dig in and find out about you here. I'm going to ask you about how you got started in the industry and uh, your career and how it's led you into porn. And then we're going to uh, ask uh, uh, about those giant boobs of yours. So let's have some fun <laughs> okay. here. Let's start out with your cam shows. Now, I see you have profiles on both My Free Cams and on Streammate. Uh, looks like you're doing yeah. Streammate more these days. Yeah. Um, when I started camming, uh, my cam anniversary is actually this month in April. I started three years ago camming, and I did a bunch of different cam sites just to see which one fit for me. Um, and yeah, it's true. Right now, I stream on Streamate the most. Um, I am also on MFC, not as often, but I'm okay. still on there too a little bit. Well, happy anniversary! It's very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me about how you got started doing cam shows. Well, uh, I honestly actually started with a normal job. I used to be a hostess. At a restaurant, yeah. I did not know anything about the adult industry. I didn't know that cam girls existed. I didn't know anything. And um, someone one day when I was hosting mentioned to me about being a stripper, actually. Yeah. So actually being a stripper was my entry point into becoming a cam girl because when I was stripping – that's when I heard about camming 
and it really got me interested in it. And that's actually how that started. I left the stripper world to try camming, and I fell in love with it. So um, that's how that started for me. <laughs> well, what what did you not like about stripping? Um, I'll say what I did like, because I actually had a lot of fun. I really yeah. liked that I could set my own hours. I liked being my own boss. I liked... Um, at that time, I really enjoyed working at night so that I could wake up and do whatever I wanted for the rest of the day. So it started off as something really positive for me. But when I heard about camming, I thought that it was, for me personally, more beneficial because I could still set my own hours and be my own boss, um, yeah. just like a stripper, but it was safer. I can stay yeah. at home. And that, to me, was worth it to leave stripping and start camming at home. Um, that's the main reason um, that I became a cam girl. I just liked the privacy of it and to just do my own thing. And nobody really, you know, nobody really knows what I'm doing. And, you know, it just was really awesome for me. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things we emphasize on this show over and over again is that being a webcam artist is a valid job these days. It is a it is the best option in many cases for females and males all over the country. And we have to stop we have to take away the stigma that we seem to have attached to it where banks kind of look at you funny if you tell them that you're you know, you made your money as uh, doing online cam shows and Skype shows and so on. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish that I, I wish the stigma would disappear from camming because in my opinion, if it did, I think more women would be cam girls, but because of the stigma of going to a bank or trying to rent a place and trying to do things the right way as a cam girl, it's really difficult to just tell anybody that because of the stigma right, so right. i think a lot of girls do go back to stripping or other methods in the adult industry because it's just you know one of those reasons that needs to be addressed but i definitely agree i think if the stigma went away that right. it would be a lot easier for sure right Right. If I had a daughter, I would be delighted to find out that she was doing webcam shows because I know that she would be making a living, uh, which is the important yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's safer. Absolutely. You, you know, when I had – so I used to have a, a radio show on <clears throat> Playboy Spice Radio, and we had a performer who came in, Daisy Ducati, who told me that when she was a stripper, it sort of helped her evolve into being a dom because she had all these guys that came in and one of these different fetishes and stuff. And Daisy actually demonstrated her, her femdom, her domination dance on me in studio a few times. But I'm wondering if that helped you prepare you for the kind of guys that wanted cam shows and all of the weird and interesting and fun fetishes that they're into. Oh my gosh, yes. I will always appreciate the fact that I started off as a stripper. I love that I did. I think that if I had started off as a cam girl first, for me personally, I don't think that would have been the best because 
starting off as a stripper, I had to embrace my body, you know, being right there under the spotlight. Everybody can see you. It sounds really scary, but it also helped shape me into having the confidence that I have and meeting all kinds of women and all kinds of men. That helped me to get online and understand how to cater to so many different personalities and so many different types of fetishes and kinks. Um, yeah. So actually starting off stripping was really a good entry point into building up my confidence, loving my body, loving myself, and um, standing my ground, learning how to say yes and no on a lot of things. So that when I turn on the camera and I'm a cam girl, I still incorporate a lot of those things that I learned um, as a stripper, and it still helps me today. Yeah, I want to ask you about the the cam shows and some of the fetishes that you're hitting and and um, how you're dealing with those um, those fans. But I actually have a curiosity question about stripping still, then, because you know there's a lot of controversy going on. The strippers in California asked to be made employees instead of contractors, and then once they got that, they realized that that's not they don't they don't want to be employees. So now there are strippers protesting at the Capitol and at, at news events all over the state. What are your thoughts on that? Do strippers, should strippers want to be contractors or employees, or do you even have a thought in that department? My only opinion is that I think as long as the stigma is there, there's no point in mm-hmm. becoming an employee because it doesn't matter if the stigma and the judgment is there. It's very difficult for women and men who are strippers, cam girls, and other things in the industry to rent a place, to go into a bank and say, hey, this is my job, this is what I do. And as long as that is still there in this country, I think making someone an employee, especially like in the stripper world, that's just going to be so difficult because now you have to say it. Now you have to say, I'm a stripper and I work at this club. And if you try to rent a place, they can say anything they want. They can say, oh, we hired somebody else for so-and-so reason. And you can't really say they lied. So as long as a stripper is um, an independent contractor, they still have many other ways and many other chances to rent a place and to get a car and to get all the things that they want to do. I hate that. I hate that, you know, women in the industry still have to jump through hoops just to get certain basic things like that. But if if we can't fix the judgmental attitude that is still pervasive, um, I just don't think there's any point in trying to make them employees. That's my only opinion about it. No, and I agree. I agree. It's horrible, and it's something that we just – there's just certain things in this country that we're moving on from little by little. I mean, when I was a child, marijuana was thought to be this horrible drug that um, would fry your brains. And now we look back and laugh at those days. We know that marijuana has so many wonderful healing and curing uh, properties. And um, and I, I encourage, and I'm sort of part of this decriminalized sex work movement that's starting to pop up in every city. Because um, I think that kind of goes along with it, is that we need to decriminalize sex work, get rid of the stigma, and accept that a good part of our society are entertainers of all kinds. All right, well, let's. Um, yeah, I said, yeah, 
That's oh, exactly yes. So, right. <laughs> there you go. See, Amber agrees with me. By the way, everyone, you're listening to Let's Talk Adults with Glenn King, and our guest today is the beautiful Amber Alina. And Amber, what is your uh, Twitter and Instagram real quick so people can look you up? So my Twitter is Amber Alina triple X, and my Instagram is Amber Alina dot X. There you go. Beautiful pictures on there, and you'll see she has amazing face. You'll get to the boobs, but I think first you're going to be blown away by her, her beauty. Um, all right, Thank so you, you started working, doing cam shows. I know so many wonderful ladies who perform in cam shows, and they have different – in fact, we used to do cam shows at my studio, and um, you meet some of the most interesting people doing cam shows. So tell us about some <laughs> of the more interesting people you've met through cam shows. Oh my gosh. I I meet all kinds of people and I don't even know where to start. Oh my goodness. Start with the weird ones. I always love hearing those stories because we used to have Lyra Law would come in and do cam shows in my studio and, and Lily Lane. And they would then finish the show and go, all right, so a guy just paid me for 45 minutes to watch me, watch him slash a sled or uh, smash a sledgehammer into his balls. (laughs) Well, I'll start off with, um, let's see, I'll take it into two parts of the weirdness. (laughs) So for for example, the camp company that I work for, we have a a list of no-nos that I just can't do, but I still get asked quite frequently to do certain things like I can't do a pee show but I get asked all the time to do it anyway um and one of the weird shows that I've done is a guy asked me to take a dildo and to get a knife and to chop up the dildo (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, that it really got him off and he just enjoyed watching that so I literally got a knife and just started cutting a dildo into pieces and (laughs) he's still a client of mine but he has very weird fetishes like that (laughs) was there dialogue that went with this did you did he want you to yell at him and say I'm chopping up your dick look at you you worthless no actually he told me to smile that was the creepiest part of the whole thing. He just said, "He said, um, I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to take the knife, just cut up the dildo, and the whole time be quiet and smile for me." <laughs> and he was okay. serious. <laughs> um, I've been asked to do very weird food shows, like I've been asked to take eggs and to um, basically crush them on my boobs um i've been asked to take diapers and to wear them um just like this is just getting weirder and weirder (laughs) but it's wonderful because it allows people to be anonymous you know i think there's nothing wrong with a guy out there and i know you know that there's nothing wrong out there with a guy who has a diaper fetish but but 20 years ago or 30 years ago he had no outlet for that, and he would have – the worst part is that he might have had to go to the video store. We used to have video stores where people got their porn, and then there would be like a section for like diaper fetish, and the guy would have to stand there hoping that no one from his work came in 
to see, you know, and spotted him and thought, oh my God, did you, did you realize that Stanley has a diaper fetish, you know, <laughs> but now he you can know, do that. He can. true. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually true. Um, one of the other kinds of shows I do quite often is I have guys who will turn on their camera and they will wear like girl clothes or panties, they'll wear bras and stuff like that. And it really makes them happy. Um, and they're really sweet guys. It's, not weird at all they're not creepy it's just something that it's definitely an outlet for them and um they see me time and time again and it really makes them happy so you're absolutely right i'm glad that through camming a lot of men that have different kinks and fetishes they feel comfortable enough to do that yeah um and do you think that well do you do boy girl cam shows or no probably not right nope i've always been solo for camming and that's what guys want, though, right? If I mean, I know if you did boy-girl shows that, that guys would watch it, but don't you think that the majority of your customers would actually want one-on-one -on -one personal interaction with them more than they would? Um, yeah. I do. I've talked to quite a few cam girls about it and um, quite a few guy, cam, some cam guys and guys in the porn industry, and it's the opinion on it, I think, is a bit 50-50, but my opinion is exactly what you said. I think most men really do want that one-on-one -on -one experience with a girl. Um, offering the boy-girl thing, it's fun, but I think that that's more – there are sites more catered to that, like Chatterbait, which I'm not on. So I think that certain campsites, they have a reputation or are known for, like, we offer more – male stars or more bg stars but the sites that i work for like msc that's just strictly female and streamate offers boy girl but you don't see it a lot and i do agree i think that the majority of clients just want that one-on-one -on -one girl experience yeah i think the future of porn is going to be virtual reality and interactive i mean right now we're going that way if you look at you know, uh, my website, meanbitches.com, costs 30 bucks to join, and people who hesitate and say, oh, $30 to get 1,500 scenes, I don't know, will then that spend $200 on a camp show that, that same night. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've, I'm fine with it, but it, it just shows where we're headed, interactive, um, you know, and maybe, like I think at some point, my role is going to be, I'm going to have a studio where I've put in a couple hundred thousand dollars into a virtual reality setup and models will come in and do incredible one-on-one -on -one shows with guys wearing helmets and synaptic uh, um, body suits that let them feel everything. And, and that'll be porn. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I think that virtual reality is definitely, there's, there's a huge potential for that to become something really big. I get guys that thank me all the time when we do one-on-one -on -one shows and they will say, that a lot of them will say this is so much better than being at a strip club and they'll say that over and over again so i definitely think times have changed and men are just more comfortable with that one-on-one -on -one experience with women online definitely it's the only kind of porn that i watch personally i put on my oculus headset and watch porn with the girl you know right on top of me well wow. 
We're going to ask uh, Amber about her porn career and how she branched off from cams into porn. But first, I need to tell you guys about our sponsor, Sext Panther, S-E-X-T Panther. So by now, you've been listening to Amber's voice for 20 minutes, uh, her beautiful voice. You've fallen in love with her. You want to know how you can become more intimate with her and get to know her better. One of the ways is cam shows, but another way is Sext Panther. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is great. Fans, you can get to know Amber through Sex Panther. You can talk to her on the phone. You can text with her, exchange pictures back and forth, um, exchange videos. You can ask questions. All of those things allow you to get to know Amber or many of the other performers who have been on this show. Christy Canyon is on Sex Panther. Christina Rose is on Sex Panther. Eva Nadi is on Sex Panther. All of the wonderful ladies that you're getting to know on the show you can now get to know intimately uh, by sexting with them. So go check out Sex Panther if you uh, want to get to know your favorite performer. That's in the case of um, Amber Alina. That's going to be sextpanther.com, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com slash Amber dash Alina. Yeah. Uh, for Sex Panther, uh, there's no dash. It's just Amber Alina. Gotcha. Okay. Sexpanther.com slash Amber Alina. And if you are one of the many uh, uh, thousands of performers who listen to our show, let me send you to Sex Panther as well. It is such a great way for you to um, get in touch with your fans, get to know them better, and monetize your huge following that you might have on Twitter or Instagram. So if you're not already on, if you're a performer and you're not already on Sext Panther, go to sexpanther.com and sign up so that you can start communicating uh, with your fans. And by the way, you get to control the whole show. You're not uh, you're not giving out your real phone number. Um, you're giving them a way of contacting you without having to give out your personal information, and you turn it on or off whenever you want to. So everybody, go try out sextpanther.com, whether you are a performer or somebody who wants to get to know a performer. S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. So there you go, Sex Panther. All right, now let's get into some more fun stuff with Amber here. So recently, after three years doing cam shows, you branched off and started doing some boy-girl scenes. Yes, that's right. Round of applause for that. I've seen them. Um, they're just, or at least I've seen trailers for them. Fantastic. Just amazing. So Thank how you. did this how did this happen? Um I I don't really know. Like I never really thought I was going to get into the porn industry, but as a cam girl, I over time people kept asking me, they were like, You should do it. You should try it. Just try it. And it was just something that was always in the back of my mind, and I started to wonder, should I? And I think that's how I got into it, honestly, was I was like, okay, I've been a stripper, and I've done camming, so why not try porn? And yeah. I guess I just got into it like that. I was like, okay, I just want to see if I can do it. Like, let me yeah. see if I can just do it and see what happens. And then I did the first that I did was for a company called Score, Scoreland, and I had a blast. So yeah. after that, then um, browsers got in touch with me, and then I started doing stuff for them, and it's been a really great experience for me. So I love it. Yeah, so Scoreland is one of the companies that really loves to discover new talent, especially big boob talent. 
So um, you're right up their alley. Did they, did they, without uh, sharing the exact rates that they paid you, did they pay you an exorbitant rate or, you know, was it more than your expectations or, or were you, you know, like what kind of uh, feelings did you get when they gave you their initial offer? Honestly, I think they did amazing. I still have no idea what the normal prices are for a scene in porn. Like in on Twitter, I've heard girls they they will tweet that it's a thousand to two thousand, and then some girls have said it's you know as little as. 400 to 1500 like I have no idea <laughs> what the normal price is but what they offered me I thought it was pretty good and yeah. um, I still think that it's pretty good and they treated me very well they took care of my flights um, my hotel and as I've gotten more and more into the porn industry I've discovered that um, Every company is a little bit different, and not every company uh, does things the same way, but they all do ask what I want to charge. They seem to have a kindness towards allowing the girl and guy to express what our rates are, and I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you're an independent contractor. You can set your own yeah. rates. And if somebody offers you a rate that's below what you're comfortable with, you can always say no. And you have the right to yeah, decline to work true. with any performer and, and so on. And, you know, the average rate in our industry is about a thousand bucks. But as you as you point out, there are low end companies who pay as little as two hundred or four hundred. And, you know, somebody like you should never, ever, ever take a job that pays 400. But on the other hand, if you were $400 short of your rent and somebody offers you a $400 job, it's not wrong to take it if, you know, if that's what your best option is at that time. But keeping yeah, the rate... Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think accepting rates and also determining what your own rates are, that's a completely personal decision. I would never yeah. look down on anyone for choosing a different rate than me, and no matter if they, whatever their profession is, it doesn't matter. So I completely agree with that. And yes, I'm also independent. I don't have an agency as well, but you're absolutely right. Um They've done really great by me, and other porn companies, definitely everyone has their own rules. But so far for me, I've not encountered any issues. So knock on wood. <laughs> I yeah, that that's good. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and thank you for saying that because every day it seems like now I'll see somebody on Twitter who's chastising or criticizing other performers for working for lower rates. and. I just think to myself, boy, you don't know her situation. You know, maybe it's easy for you to say to you know to this performer uh, who, who's on Twitter uh, trying to talk down to the other performers. You know, maybe it's easy for her because she's got income. But if you're trying to put food on the table, it it's you know it's not always easy to um, to stick to the highest rates that you want to. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, so, and I mean. A 
company and people like I, I agree with you. I don't I don't like that either. I feel like if somebody really wants to work with you, it doesn't matter the rate that they offer or the rate that you determine. If somebody likes your look and what you're about, they will pay whatever price that is, as high or as low. I don't think that overall that brings the company down, that that brings the industry down. It's a personal decision. But yeah, if absolutely. people want to charge whatever they want, it really doesn't matter in my opinion. And I don't think that it overall brings the industry down as a whole. I really don't. I agree. Yeah, somebody asked me on my Curious Cat recently, what rate should I charge on my OnlyFans? And my answer is, what you want is to make the most money at the end of the month. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, do you any good to say, well, I charge fifty dollars if you only have three people signed up. If ten dollars is the price that gets you a hundred people signed up, then maybe that's where you want to go. But the bottom line is, you have to look at the big picture as opposed to just the I, you know, I'm a higher rate girl. And then feel like you're better than others and so on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So Scoreland contacts you. They uh, make you an offer that makes you happy. They fly you out to Florida. You get on your first set. What are you feeling when you walk onto your first ever porn set? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I was so nervous. Um, but they were really nice. Um, the videographer, the makeup artist, and the guys that I got to work with on set were super sweet to me. Um, everybody made me feel truly at home. So my nerves, by the time I got in front of the camera, I mean, it was still kind of there, but not as much as when I first saw the set. So those people really helped out with that, with making me feel good and just laughed pretty much the whole time. And that's where I first came across your name is I saw their trailer and it immediately struck me that you stand out um, in many, many ways. Aside from the huge boobs, again, it's that face of yours, those eyes. Um, you're the kind of performer that if you've got 40 scenes that are all lined up in a tube site, that your scene is going to jump out and stand out. And that's a huge thing. And I'll bet you uh, Scoreland has asked you back already. In fact, I know you've been back at least once, right? So. <laughs> um, not yet. They they have asked me back. Um, I'm about to shoot some scenes with them very soon. Yeah. They have asked me back, and I'm very excited to work with them again. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And who was the male talent that you worked with that day? Brad Newman. Hmm, okay. I'm not really familiar with him, but did um... – did you like him? Was he gentle? And, and did he appreciate that it was your first scene and treat you that way? I did. He was the very first guy that I did a porn scene with. And I'll never forget that because he was such a gentleman. He really was. We had great conversations. He was sweet and just a very warm hearted guy. And so that scene that I did with him, the chemistry that was there, all of that was very real because he made me feel good and he was he's just a great person. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what you want for your first scene. So then you got your offer from Brazzers to do your next scene. Uh Brazzers 
that's California now, right? So you, you went to Los Angeles for that scene, or you live in Los Angeles? I, I went to LA for that scene. Okay. Yes. So how did that one come about? Because you don't have an agent. They just email you and say, hi, we're Brazzers, and uh, we'd love to shoot you? about like either very randomly or an act of fate i'm not sure yes i think so because brazzers they ask people on this came about on twitter actually brazzers like other porn companies they'll ask occasionally on twitter who would you like to see us shoot next and they asked and one of my followers on Twitter, they asked Brazzers and Kieran Lee, they tagged them both and was like, please look at Amber, look at her pictures, please work with her. And Kieran Lee, he saw it and he reached out to me first. Yeah. Um, and through him, um, he told me that he sent my pictures to whoever at Brazzers and they were like, yeah, get her in, let's do this. So that's how that came about. Yeah, um, Kieran's a great guy. So I know you enjoyed performing with him. How would you say your your second scene, or it's it's really not necessarily your second scene, but your second set was different than than Scoreland, where you did your first one. Yeah, through Scoreland. So I worked with Brad Newman. I worked with Donnie Rock, and I worked with who else? Cody Steele and Sam or Sam Shock. And um, so I did about four scenes through Scoreland. With my second set with Kieran, it was very different, but it was still great. Um, It was different in the sense that for the first time through Brazzers, I had to memorize lines, which Mm. was a little bit challenging for me. (laughs) um, And with Scoreland, one of the advantages of me being a cam girl was that they let me ad-lib. They let me just make up whatever I wanted to say, and I loved it because I was like, oh, great. I do that all the time as a cam girl. I can do this. And um, with Brazzers, I didn't get to really do that. They had a script, and that was a bit more challenging for me. So I was kind of nervous about that, but then I got on set, and everybody just kept cracking jokes and making me laugh, and people were just having fun. So I started to relax, and it was fine when I started to mess up my scenes. They laughed with me and let me do a few retakes. So I was like, okay, great. This doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You, you know, as a as a director uh, who's been around for a long time, I want to make a side note to all of you who are listening, who are aspiring up-and-coming directors, you want to get in the business, don't show up with a script. Unless you really know what you're doing, um, it's A, going to make the models uncomfortable. Many of them are not trained on how to memorize dialogue and pages of dialogue, and uh, it'll look stiff. And the people that are watching are probably going to just skip right through it anyway. So be careful doing that. What I recommend, and there's no right and wrong way to do things, but I recommend that you have a vision in your head and tell the actors um, what their motivation is what's the the scenario that you're doing um so as an example we just shot uh a, so the, the the scene for cock queen last week my feature that i'm working on uh, or or i shot one yesterday actually um in a gym so yesterday's scene 
was uh, was with London River, and she goes into a gym, and Marcus London is this guy in the gym, and he's hitting on her and trying to have sex with her and very obnoxious. So she turns out she's very wealthy, so she picks up the phone and uh, calls somebody and buys the gym and then tells him she's going to fire him unless he gets on his knees and starts kissing her feet and worshiping her ass and stuff like that and becomes her sex slave. And my point here is that if you watch the first 90 seconds of this scene, you're going to say, wow, the acting is unbelievable. What chemistry between those two performers? And I accomplished that not by giving them a script, but by just basically telling each of them what, we, what we're trying to get out of this scene and what's their motivation. And then the two of them improv it out. So that's something that, sh- that you could do. Wouldn't it have been nice if on the Brazzers set they would have uh, had you just improv instead of doing the specific lines, right? personality type where I like a challenge. So it worked out. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, we're going to ask Amber about her boobs and about the challenges and the joy of being a big boob model. And, but first we need to talk about our sponsor, Blue Chew, bluechew.com. So Blue Chew is the world's first chewable pill chewable erectile dysfunction pill that comes with the same active ingredients as uh, Cialis and Viagra. In other words, they now have generics for those and you can get them. You get your Blue Chew online. All you got to do is go to their website and you type in uh, in this little box, hey, I've got erectile dysfunction or I need better hard-ons. And uh, a doctor will review it and uh, make you a prescription and bam, it comes right to your house in a discreet package. So it's way better than going to an actual physical doctor in the office and explaining that your dick doesn't get hard enough for your liking and uh, then going to a pharmacy and asking for the pills. Um, I am a Blue Chew customer. I am a 50-year-old man who performs in porn videos, believe it or not, and I do it um, by using Blue Chew. Last week, you know, I've been keeping you guys up to date. We're now finished shooting Cuck Queen, so in a few weeks, we're going to start my next big epic work. It's going to be a POV thing where different scenarios, women will um, force me to become their sex slaves. And I need to have the confidence that when I walk on set that I'm going to be able to have a good uh, erection. Otherwise, I could waste all the money that I'm spending as the producer on bringing in the talent, the makeup artist, the crew, the location, etc. And so I use Blue Chew, and I know that it will work for you as well. So I'm going to make it a no-brainer for you by giving you a promo code that will give you a free shipment of, uh, of Blue Chew so that you can try it. So go to the website, uh, sign up. Um, and then type in adult, A-D-U-L-T, in the promo box, and Blue Chew guys are going to ship you an absolutely free shipment with the exception that you got to pay the $5 for shipping, but the, the pills themselves will be free. And then you will go and find my Twitter, which is XXX, and tweet me a thank you. And make sure you do this right. I want you to say, thank you, Glenn. I am amazed this product is really, really does the job. So I know you'll do that. So there you go. That's Blue Chew. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. 
Let's get back to Amber Alina, who I know appreciates when she's on a porn set and the male performer has taken Blue Chew or some other supplement and is ready to work. So, <laughs> right? You haven't experienced that yet, I'm sure. Or maybe you have. Have you been in any situations where the guy was struggling to keep his wood? In porn? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Good. <laughs> well, you will. You will. It'll happen. And, you know. Oh, no, I take that back. Actually, yes. There's a scene that hasn't come out yet, but through SCORE, I did a, uh, a two-boy-girl um, scene. It's not out yet. And one of the guys, he did have a little bit of difficulty with it, but he said that it wasn't me. He just, I don't know if he was kind of nervous or something, but there were times that he did have a little bit of um, difficulty there. I'm not sure why, but yeah, it still turned out to be a pretty great scene, though. It happens. It happens quite often. And, you know, the problem is for the guy is that his first thing he's thinking to himself is, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. I got to get wood. Then as soon as he gets the wood and he penetrates you, he's thinking to himself, oh, my God, this is so wonderful. Don't pop. Don't pop. Don't pop. So <laughs> then he's thinking to himself, OK, who's the third baseman for the Yankees in 1977? And then who played shortstop? You know, and <laughs> trying to go different places in his head and then it's like uh okay now i i gotta keep my wood and then the director says it's time for the pop and now it's a whole different thing and it's so difficult sometimes to be able to get your dick to do what you want to at the right times um but that again is where i recommend every male talent just use the pills because it'll increase your confidence and, and just make it easier for you in your head to not get focused on those things Let's ask Amber about her boobs because this is what everybody wants to talk about with you. Your boobs are um, – they're – what's the word I'm looking for? Humongous. <laughs> Your boobs are humongous. <laughs> they're amazing. Thank and we you. used to do this in the industry. And, it, and, and it's going to end up where you're going to be feature dancing and and you know so in demand for those giant boobs. So how did this happen? Did you always know you wanted to have giant boobs put in or, or is this something that sort of occurred to you yeah. later on? Yeah, um, I have always, always, always wanted bigger boobs. Um, this is my third breast procedure. Naturally, I'm a B cup, and I just always knew that I wanted bigger boobs. Um, I know one of the things that's in right now for women is having a curvy body and a big booty. And right now, that's that. something through the entire history of mankind. <laughs> Oh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, no, you're right. It's, um, I don't know, growing up, it wasn't that way for me. I don't know if it's where I'm from, but I had that body naturally. I had the bigger butt and just being curvy, and I didn't have the boobs. And I just... I didn't really like that so much. I always just wanted to enhance my tits. So when I finally got to do it, I couldn't stop. Um, I couldn't stop with the first surgery or the second one. And I might <laughs> have one more after this one. I might Good. have one more. <laughs> I am all for yeah. it. I applaud it. And I think it's so wrong that guys will sit there telling girls on Twitter and whatever, oh no, you you're everyone appreciates your natural look. Don't wear makeup. Don't don't get big tits, whatever. And it's like, 
you're not necessarily giving her the info. You're, you're giving her the information she wants to hear, but you're not necessarily giving her the correct information for her career. Because big I boobs. I hate it. I hate that. Oh my gosh, yes. I hate it across the board. I don't like when men or women um, get down on other women for choosing to enhance their features in any way, whether it's their butt, their breasts their lips, whatever. I don't like that because I think it's a personal decision and I don't care. Personally, I think women can do whatever they want. So if they want to stay completely natural, great. And if a girl doesn't, that's great too. I I really wish that that could be emphasized more that um, it sounds so cliche, but it's not to say that everyone is beautiful. So if a girl decides to keep her natural breast that's right. wonderful but right. if a girl right. decides not to i think that's just as equally great absolutely and what you're doing um when you're an adult entertainer is you're investing in your own self you know cosmetic enhancements are simply um you, you know there it's i hate to put this into cold terms but you're an, a provider in the same way that a store is a retail outlet, and you have to decorate your store and provide the most appealing look to get people to come into your store. And when you're an adult entertainer, you've got to provide the most appealing look to get people to want to watch your videos. And so investing in, in your cosmetic self just makes sense. So we had Victoria June on the show uh, quite a while ago, and she said she embraces bimboism. She said, I know people call me a bimbo sometimes to make fun of me, but <laughs> – says, fuck that. I am a bimbo, and I am proud to be the best bimbo in the world. And and so I don't know how you feel about that that word because you're not a bimbo in terms of – you're obviously you're articulate and smart, but do you you hate it when somebody calls you a bimbo or you, do you embrace it? I love it. I embrace yeah. it. Um, Good. I think it's great. Um, I like to be called a bimbo <laughs> yeah. or a Barbie. Um, I – I think all of these words are wonderful. Um, slut, vixen, bimbo, just whatever. I think it's all great. And I personally, I love to be called a bimbo because that's exactly what I've done to my body. I've been striving after a certain look that I do think fits the word bimbo very much. Embrace it. Own that damn word. Be proud. Why not? <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's, there's, you know, like I said, when you go and look at the the models, the performers who are building their brands, making the most money, in a lot of cases, it is the ones that have enhanced themselves. So, you know, I, I look at it as just investment. Well, we're running at sort of out of time here, so I've got two more questions for the wonderful Amber. Number one, let's get personal with her a little bit. I know everybody wants to know a little bit more about your personal life. Just tell us about your perfect date. If a guy manages to get you out on the town, what's the best strategy here? (laughs) Um, Let's assume we're already dating. The best date for me is that he is okay with me dressing how I want to. I really yeah. do like to wear revealing tight clothes, especially slutty. You I could think. say the word slutty. Slutty's yeah. a good word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like to dress slutty for a date and I need a guy who's comfortable with that and who's okay with me showing off my tits and my body. So that would be the number one thing. Second, um, 
I'm an easy date. Um, <laughs> very cheap when it comes <laughs> with drinks and food. I really am. I'm not picky, and it doesn't take me long to, um, you know, I, I don't need much to drink either. So <laughs> uh, dates are very simple for me. I like the simple stuff. I like movies. I like shopping. I like going to the beach. Just, I'm really easy to make happy. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, guys. Make your plan um, involving – encourage her to wear slutty clothes. Be proud of it. You should. You really should be moving here to Vegas where I'm at. So that's pretty much what everyone wears. <laughs> Grocery store is full of women in slutty clothing, and that's why I live here. Well, but are you passionate about some kind of hobby like uh, uh, golfing or or reading romance novels or anything? Um, I do like to read. I don't talk about that much, but yeah, in my private life, I really do like to read um, all kinds of things. I, I think reading is important. Um, and what else do I like to do? I really do enjoy going to the beach. That is a hobby of mine. Um, and I try to go as much as I can. Um, it's not just showing off. It actually, I feel super peaceful and calm when I get to sit out by water. I don't know why, but water is very calming to me. So those are probably two big hobbies of mine reading on the beach yeah i'm with you when i go to a beach or to a resort or whatever i'm so boring all i want to do is just go lay by the water just sit there yeah the same (laughs) read my book and then everybody's like oh they're having a big uh phone blast thing with a dj over there in pool number seven and i'm like yeah you go ahead i'm just gonna hang out here and read my book and lay by the water so yeah i don't know i've kind of gotten that out of my system i mean i still love to go to music festivals and to hear a dj but after being a stripper it's like i've kind of done that so it's still fun but it's not my oh yes kind of thing i'm like no i just want to relax a little bit i do feel like so you know when i was a kid I, i really didn't have a father who was around and so at age 16 or 15 i started drinking heavily and you know, just just like blackout drunk every night at age 17. By the time I got to college, everyone else was so excited about being able to drink for the first time. I was actually sitting there going, well, I've already done that, fellas. I'm going to class. I'm going to get a job and make something of myself. So I think everyone should do that. So uh, here's a recommendation for you from a guy who has no kids and would be a terrible parent, that um, if you have a kid, get the kid to start doing drinking and drugs at an early age so that he gets that out of his system or her system. There you go. That's my recommendation. That's not from Amber. She may have better advice. (laughs) All right, last question for Amber here. Um, So three years as a successful webcam artist, you have some skills and uh, uh, experience that could benefit others, and we always like to sort of go to the advice bag over here. So if you could go back in time now, to 18-year-old uh, Amber, whenever however old you were when you started, what advice would you give to her as she starts her webcam career? Oh, my goodness. Um, the advice that I would give to her is to shrug off the haters, both yeah. male and female, because yeah. it comes, a lot of it. Don't yeah. take things too seriously. 
um, especially criticism, whether they're meant to help or harm, just don't take much of it seriously. Um, to have a really good work ethic, just to work hard and understand that if you don't make a lot one day, it's okay, and that that's not a reflection of you. To just keep working hard, and everything will happen as it's meant to. That is what I would have said to my 17, 18-year-old self. 18. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yes, that's right, 18. <laughs> Definitely 18. Yeah, so, you know, again, we did those camp shows at my studio quite a bit, and here's one thing I discovered that I hope you would agree with in terms of for the for the other camp performers. Do not waste your time as a camp performer engaging with trolls who come into your chat room and just want to insult you and try to get a reaction out of you. All you're doing is giving them what they want. Just block and ban them out of your room and never acknowledge them and they'll go away. But if you argue with them and fight with them, they'll be so happy they'll come back every night. You agree? Yes and no. Um, I think that it's really great to take the high road and the saying, the silent, silence is golden. I think that only works up to a certain point, but sometimes there are trolls that are super aggressive. They never stop, and it doesn't matter if you say something or not. So I actually would say that it's okay to engage a little bit if it makes you feel that you're standing up for yourself. Sometimes not saying anything at all can do more damage inside to a performer than to actually, for a few moments, stand up and say whatever you want to say. So I think that either one can be good. It's not always right to engage in, you know, with another troll. But sometimes if you're feeling like you're angry and you just got a lot bottled in and you don't want to take it anymore, it's okay to just say whatever you want if it makes you feel better. Um, I think that that's okay too sometimes. I think you make a great point because um, the cam shows that we were doing in my studio, we would have an engineer working in the booth at all times and I was there most of the time. So if um, a performer was suddenly feeling like, you know, she takes some hits to her self-esteem from these aggressive trolls, we were there to laugh with her and say, hey, come on, you're absolutely beautiful. Don't listen to this guy that just called you a pig head or whatever. And, um, but if you're doing these cam shows by yourself, I can I can see how it would be a little bit challenging to sit there and be insulted over and over again without starting to have it sticking a little depressing if you don't fight back a little bit. So yeah, exactly. That makes sense it's not the same case for everybody, um, but I know for me there have been times that I work very long hours sometimes. So if I turn on the camera for a six to eight hour shift and I've got a troll that or several trolls that just are constantly there sometimes it is better for me to just say a little something even if it's sarcasm because it it just kind of helps me to get through it and sometimes it equally works to not say anything at all i'm just saying that it's okay either way and i think that if it gets too aggressive and it happens too too often and too too much Sometimes it is okay just to have that little bit of release and say, you know what, I'm just going to say a smart alecky comment. And, and sometimes that can be just enough to keep you going. And instead of saying nothing at all and secretly hurting inside, sometimes a lot of girls will just go quit early because they've been hurt and they don't even acknowledge it within themselves. But 
it's okay to say a little something to make yourself feel better too. You don't always have to take that hit and just act like it's going to go away because sometimes it's not. So it's good to stand up for yourself sometimes too is my point. Absolutely. There you go. Great advice from Amber Alina. Amber, by now, everybody that's uh, watching or listening to the show wants to check you out. So uh, talk to us about all of your social media. Where's all the places people can find you and see you in action? So my social media, it's very simple. Just Twitter and Instagram. That is it right now. (laughs) Ah, Well, and Sex Panther. Oh, that's right. Um, also, Sex Panthers, Streamate, My Free yeah. Cams. Yeah. Uh, those are the best ways to connect with me online and get to know me better. So that's amberalina.cammodels.com is where you're going to go for her Streamate. Um, in yeah. fact, just go to her Twitter. That's where all her links are. So you can check out her Twitter and her Instagram, a lot of, of great stuff there. What are we going to be seeing from you in 2019? Are you going to be doing more porn? Are you going to start doing feature dancing? What, what's on the horizon? Keeping a very open mind, but definitely I'm scheduled for more scenes um, very soon. So I'm super excited about that. I'm still going to be a cam girl. I'm just in love with that. So as far as feature dancing, uh, no plans for that yet. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you will. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit presumptuous here, but you're made for feature dancing, your body, your looks, et cetera. So I can imagine that you're going to be okay. very su- successful uh, in that area. All righty. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you are one of our listeners, uh, we now have over 50,000 subscribers. I'm so excited to say. And that was last time I checked, which was two or three weeks ago. So probably more than that now. But if you are listening to the show, but you have not subscribed yet, this is the one thing that I ask of you uh, for the incredible entertainment that we give you is go subscribe. In fact, I really don't even care if you listen to the show. I just want you to subscribe because that's how advertisers and other people uh, measure us is how many subscribers we have. So whether you are on iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or YouTube, or Google Play – Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star review and tell everybody how much you love Amber Alina. So thank you very much for listening today, and do remember to check out the great Amber Alina. Goodbye, everybody. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.